Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 41, where we'll be going over AEW All Out from last Saturday. Yeah, we're a little late. A little bit late, as well as AEW and NXT from this week, NXT Super Tuesday 2, and AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, September 9th. Now, one thing we're going to jump ahead on is... This is the last Super Tuesday. They're going back to Wednesday. Yeah, nights. they're going back to Wednesday. So this so was just continue the Wednesday night wars yeah, starting th- next week. This was just a temporary thing. I think they were just you know doing a feeler. Um, I found both Super Tuesdays really good. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna get to that after we get over. I mean, we're a little late to the party when it comes to this whole AEW uh, all, out. all out. But once the battle royal finished and the person who won the battle royal won the match you knew MGF was not leaving with the title. No. Because they weren't going to put a heel-heel dynamic for the title. They needed to keep the title on. If your pick won, they would have given MJF the belt. Yes, 100%. But, oh well. Oh well. So we're going to buzz through this because we are pretty much a week late. We're six days late. Yep. So we're going to zoom through this real quick. Just going to go over the the finishes and then kind of give our opinions on a couple of things that happened. Mm -hmm. Um. But the buy-in was Janela uh, Ser- uh, Serpentico. I want to pronounce that right. Uh, Janela goes over. Um, Janela working heel in this uh, match. And he gets the W after attacking. And um, Sonny Kiss gets involved as well. Uh, basic tag match. Private Party versus Dark Order. Which is John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Private Party go over. Get comeuppance over Dark Order. Who have been causing them hell for a little while. Yep. And then the tooth and nail match. A... A cinematic match um, happening at Britt Baker's uh, place of business, and Big Swole beats Britt Baker. That was a shocker. Yeah, okay, it was. Um, my big thing is coming out of that cinematic match is out of all the cinematic matches, if you go through every um, promotions, you know whether you're going NXT, AEW, uh, WWE, um, that may have been the worst cinematic match. Yeah. Out of the group. And the close second to me was Dream versus um Cole. Cole. The back the backyard. Yeah. Or not the, the back backyard. Lot the backlot brawl. And um I didn't like the whole we never even talked about it, but the whole thing where um Dream comes out like like Negan from yeah. Walk, uh, Walking Dead. It was, it was a bunch of things I didn't like about the match. The match itself probably would have been really good minus all that. If it was a regular one on one professional wrestling match in the ring in the arena. It would have been great. Yeah. But the, had, all the added, like, stipulations and yeah, stupid crap. Yeah, and stuff like that. That kind of just ruined it for me. But that built Roderick Strong's fear of trunks. Yes, it did. That was funny. <clears throat> um, But, yeah, this it was an okay cinematic match. Just, yeah. you know, it's a new thing for AEW. They haven't done too many of they them. They haven't done many of them, no. They had, I think, the, uh, the Stampede. Okay, yes. The yeah. Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede. But other than that, that was pretty much almost live. Yeah, and then didn't someone get hurt in that as well? Yeah. Someone someone had a legitimate injury and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the main card, we had Bucks versus Jurassic Express. We're really starting to see a Bucks heel turn here. Definitely. 100%. We're definitely seeing a heel turn with them. Especially with later on in the, e- in the evening as well. Yeah. Uh, next match was the Casino Battle Royale where I had... Um, Brian Cage going over, and you had Darby Allen. Yes. Well, Lance Archer went over. Yes, Lance which Archer went over. It's a good idea. No, it's a great it's idea. It's a great build for Moxley's next feud. Spoiling that match, but everybody knows that by now. That's setting up Moxley's next feud. Yeah. And once and once a heel went over in yeah. this you dynamic, knew that MJF you knew, wasn't. Returning. Yeah. And um, when we get to the MJF match, MJF match, I think they're building to a split with MJF and Wardlow as well. Yeah. We'll get to that though. <sighs> Here's a segment we need to talk about. 
Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara versus in the Broken Rules match. Okay. This Matt match Har- should have been stopped. Matt Hardy contested about 75 to 80% of this match with an obvious concussion. This match he should have t- been stopped. He took and sp- I know and I know they stopped it at one point where he came back and, and then they then they did the no, this match should have been stopped. He was clearly out of it. Um is it Reba R- Ruby. Ru- Ruby Ru- Hardy. Ruby Hardy was pissed. Like did you see what she put on Twitter about how Rebby like, Hardy. It's Rebby. Rebby, okay. That's right. Well, we got it. We, we take the two of us together. Yeah, and we Ruby, got it. Re, Ruby, Ruby, Reba. Um, so, do you see what she put on Twitter though? No, I didn't actually Dude, see it, but I know she was like, pissed. She goes, oh, basically, I'm paraphrasing because my my husband doesn't have um, himself invested into this company. This company thinks that they can just use him and his body in any way they see fit. Yeah. Like this match should have been stopped. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, he cracked his head on that concrete. Mm-hmm. I, Matt Hardy has taken some bumps in WWE, but he also took those bumps when he was 20-something years old. He's in his, his mid to late 40s, 40s now. now. You know what I mean? Even Jeff Hardy isn't taking those kinds of crazy, s- silly bumps anymore. And yeah. I think Jeff Hardy still has a death wish with some of the shit he jumps off of. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, Take uh, Hell in a Cell 2019. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, where he jumped off the top of the cell. Well, yeah. well, well he was hanging, hanging from, from the, the, cell, the cell, and then he fell and took a nasty bump. But Hardy clearly was concussed. Yeah. They clearly stopped the match. Then, for whatever reason, they restarted the match. Now, again, I'm not a professional wrestler. You're not a professional wrestler. No. If Hardy then went to the referee and said, no, I feel like I can go, that's him putting his then, body yes. on the line. But still, somebody in the NFL, in any other sport, if there's a concussion and they can't pass a protocol, they won't let them play. They won't let them play. They, you can't. A football player can't walk up to the guy and be like the referee and be like, no, I, no, feel no, fine. "I feel I'm fine. Good. I can go. I can go. Give me the smelling salt. I'll go right back out there." It, it's it's a bad look. It's a bad look and, for Tony Khan and for all of AEW. Yes. And the thing is, is I didn't end up buying the pay per view, but I ended up watching it afterwards. Yeah. And upon watching it, that moment took me out of the rest of the. Yeah. Took me out of the rest of the event. Yeah. No matter how good the last matches were. Yeah. It, it was just like that. It was like that dark cloud hanging over. Which, which that really sucks because speaking of the next match. Yeah. Was probably match of the night. Kirishita versus Thunder Rosa. Oh, yeah. Yes. This match was incredible. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. This shows that we were talking back a few months back when we were really talking about AEW versus NXT. That AEW's women's division was rough. Keep Thunder Rosa in the AEW's women's division. I know she's the NWA champion, mm-hmm. but when she drops that belt, bring her to AEW full-time and let her compete. Just figure out some kind of cross-promotional cross cross. things. You know what I mean? Get get some of your male talent onto NWA. Yeah. Have some just cross-promotional stuff. You're doing it with New Japan already. Yeah. So why not doing it with somebody in the United States? I mean, if the end game is to go after WWE with AEW... Right now, yes, you're going after WWE, but you're going after their NXT brand. And I'm not knocking NXT. NXT is my favorite wrestling right now. Same for me. Across all brands. AEW is coming a close second. But the thing is, yeah, you're, you're going after NXT. They're still Raw. They're still SmackDown. They're still putting out 12 pay-per-views a year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. This, you're making a drop in the bucket. It may not be as big a bucket as it was many, many years ago. Yeah. It's still just a drop. So I think if they decide to do something, this was a good showcase of the relationship that NWA and AEW can have. Hopefully, you know, 
bigger heads will per, yeah will not that Thunder Rosa is not a big name. No, no, no. I'm talking about not not big names. I'm talking about the top echelon people in these companies. They don't just butt heads and say, okay, now we're not going to work together. Yeah, they they got to make sure that they do something that allows them to maybe make a bigger splash against a Monday Night Raw or a Friday Night yeah. SmackDown. Do do some kind of event against those and yeah. see what happens. Just see what happens. Test the yeah, water. Put a show on Monday. Yes. Put a show on Friday. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be weekly. You yeah. could you could build it almost as a as like a bi weekly Super Tuesday yeah, kind of thing. A bi weekly event or something like that. Or, or have it run as like one of your pay per views. Exactly. Have it like Friday night lights in AEW or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um but yeah, great match. Sheeta goes over. You didn't think that they were gonna have Thunder Rose to carry both belts. Yeah. But you never know with if there is any relationship there, exactly. going on. Exactly. Up next was Dark Order against Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. I completely forgot when we were making our predictions here that Cole Caban is part of the Dark Order. Yes. <laughs> because he's not part of the Dark Order. He just kind of hangs around with them. Yeah. And he's probably no longer part of the Dark Order. No, because... that disaster. Yeah, because pretty much he cost them the match. Yes. In Brody Lee's eyes. And Brody Lee was pissed. Yeah, he was. Um, Cardona, Sky, and Natural Nightmares go over with, I believe the finish was Rhodes... Uh, rolling up Cabana, so that's how Rhodes gets a title match. Title match on TNT Wednesday. on on Wednesday at AEW, which yep. we will get to. Next match was AEW Tag Team Championships between Kenny Omega and Adam Page against FTR. This may have been the we easiest match to call. We got new tag matches. We got new tag champs. This may have been the easiest match to call all night. Oh yeah, by far. Um, Kenny and Page are pretty much done. That's it's basically that, and FTR has now got the belts. Yes. Which, they look great with the belts. They look great. They've always looked great with belts, even in NXT and even in WWE. They look, always look great with belts. Yeah. They just never came in a chance to have the belts. Yeah. Next match was a very, very fun one. Jericho versus Cassidy, the yes. Mimosa Mayhem. Yes. And Cassidy goes over. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jericho had fun with this match. Oh, yeah. He had fun. Jericho loves Putting having over fun talent. matches. Jericho posted on his Instagram that... He had a idea back in God, I think he said April for a, a match called the Little Bit of the Bubbly Match, which this is almost the same thing. Yes, but it's a playoff because he's feuding with Orange Cassidy. Yes, so they made it into a. Um, he he is a mastermind in the professional wrestling business. Oh, always has been. Yeah, from his Master of a Thousand and One holds when he was going up against Dean Malenko in WCW to his Lion Tamer gimmick to list. what. Way before Y2J, when he his first introduction to the WWF universe at the time mm -hmm. was the countdown and interrupting The Rock. Mm -hmm. That was his introduction. Yep. He was the first unified world heavyweight champion in WWF history. He held both the WCW and the WWF world heavyweight titles at the same time. He was the undisputed champion, first one in WWF history. Mm -hmm. So this guy has went through character transformation after character transformation after character transformation. This guy is unbelievable. He's gone through so many different transformations in character and has made every single one of them work in one way or another. Yeah, even stuff that they didn't think were going to work. The list. No one thought the list was going to work. The list got over. Because of who it, who was doing it. Who was it. doing it, yeah. If anybody it, else was doing something like that, it wouldn't have gone over. And it worked perfectly because you had such a indie, I'm putting in air quotes because Kevin John, Kevin, um, Kevin Owens. Owens was not indie at that time, but no. He, but you had that younger roar talent yeah. as part of that. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Main event, Moxley MJF. So obviously, like we said, um 
with Archer going over yeah. in the Battle Royal. It basically it said, showed that, hey, Moxley's going to win this match. But how is Moxley going to win this match? Well, he was going to cheat because Wardlow slips the ring, the mm-hmm. the gold diamond ring, into the to, he into tries to MJF. toss it to MJF yes. and misses. And misses. The Refer- ref gets distracted. Oh, paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. Pin. One, two, three. And then he just looks at the camera like, I don't know what I did. He kind of just shrugs and winks. It winks and goes, I'm still the champ. Because that's Moxley for because you. Because he wasn't supposed to use the move. Oh, He doesn't care. He doesn't what are you care. talking about? He doesn't care. No, he just doesn't care. So coming out of this pay-per-view, we have a few things that were really well set up. TNT Championship match. Yep. Um, Archer versus um, Moxley. Moxley. And um, basically... The split of Paige and Omega. Yep. The split of um, Wardlow and, and MJF. MJF. That may take a couple, a little bit longer, but I'm just saying... That's it, not going it, to be it, something immediate. It's definitely going to come. And basically, FTR is going to run down the entire tag team division because yep. that's what they're going to do because yeah. it's all fist no fit all fist no flips yeah that's what they are all about mm-hmm. so um moving o- on overall it was a good show oh, yeah but again the, M- the, Matt, the Matt hardy, hardy stuff. stuff takes you out of that event i'm not comparing it to what happened to many 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 moons ago with um owen hart i'm not no. there's no comparison absolutely none owen hart died in the ring but again it sucks the air out of the arena when somebody is that badly hurt and the and the show continues. The best way you can compare it is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Owen Hart when Stone Cold broke his neck. Mm-hmm. And like you could feel like something was wrong in the match. And Stone Cold obviously finished the match, rolled him up or whatever. But it just took something out of the arena that night mm-hmm. where it was like, man, should Stone Cold have continued? Because he essentially cut his career short mm-hmm. by probably five years at least. And... Obviously, this is the tail end of Matt Hardy's career, but can you imagine if the roles were reversed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if Matt Hardy was a rookie. No, not even that. If this if this wasn't Matt Hardy taking the bump. If, oh, yeah, if, if Guevara took it. If this was Guevara taking the bump, can you imagine basically a 20-something-year-old wrestler, his entire career is 27, 26-year-old wrestler. His entire losing career. Losing his entire career because of a... A needless, a needless mistimed bump. Yes, or mis misaimed bump. Doesn't matter. It's it 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 was not necessary yeah. at all. Yeah. NXT. What a show. What a way to open. Oh, 40, 40 minute match essentially. Now, the thing that sucks about this match was that the way that they started the match was almost the way you would have started a match if you had had like a two or three week build. They yeah. didn't have that. They had a one week build. Yeah. It was slow. It was methodical. A lot of hold. And then the match really took off. Yeah. Um, which these, a lot of times, when you see a rest hold, it kind of gets boring. It takes you out of it. But, like, these guys, like, can put on holds and make them look legit. Yeah. Like, when they lock up, everyone thinks it looks fake. Like, it looks like, oh, they're just starting a match. No, these guys look like they're, like, wrenching into each other. Because they are professional wrestlers. Like, yes. everybody in the WWE, AEW, anything is a professional wrestler. But these guys have notches on their belt, they've been doing it for years, and they have insane chemistry in the ring together. Now, let's not forget, both of these guys at one point were in New Japan Wrestling. They were both in Bullet Club. Both leaders of Bullet Club. Of Bullet Club. Separate times, obviously. Yeah, Balor was the first leader. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Cole was the leader of ROH Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, which was him in the box. Then um, they came over. 
as Balor was leaving. After and, after Balor was kicked out by AJ, mm-hmm. and uh, Cole was kicked out by Marty Skrull. Yep. That's how they both found their way to NXT. Adam Cole has stayed in NXT for the entire duration. I think it's been, what, two and a half, three years now? Well, two and a half, three years, yeah, since he, and, uh, since he ambushed McIntyre at the end of his title win. Yep. And then the Prince obviously showed up in 2014 or 15, stayed till 16, went to Maine for a little bit, and now is back. Yes. Um, there was a really good piece. We'll get to the match itself, but there was a really good piece um, on WWE's YouTube where they talked about um, the build to this match. Yeah. And it's weird because the way Cole is talking in this build, he's talking like a face. Really? Very, very face-like. And even afterwards... Was he putting Balor over? Big time. He's like, you know, when you talk about the two greatest wrestlers in NXT history, two greatest champions, it's always going to be Adam Cole and Finn Balor. And when people talk about the match that they want to see with the greatest versus the greatest, it's got to be Adam Cole versus Finn Balor. Yeah. And I commend Finn Balor for beating me in this match. Like, he put him over. And then there was even the stuff on their Instagram where he gave him the two sweet in the backstage yeah. after it was all said that and done. That might be a fair face turn. And then Adam. Balor just comes out and he's like, you know, I am the greatest. Yeah. Uh, Balor's still Balor Balor a pompous the, heel. The belt is back where it is. When I came back a year ago, I told you that my future would be my past. My past is here. Yeah. It's just, it's weird because I, I don't know how a, how a cold face turn is going to work. I'm interested to see it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just, I don't know how it necessarily will work because you don't need him as a heel right now. You no. don't. You have Gargano. You have Champa. You have, Champ is kind of between them, but if he's just going to go out and wreck people, then yeah, he's a heel. Yeah. You've got Balor. Balor. I mean. Does your top three heels. And then um, when we get later on in this Super Tuesday the whole Kushida and Dream thing. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. But this match, man, oh, man. I thought the match was over when uh, Cole, hit, no, no. Cole hit the super kick, propped Balor up, and then hit him with the uh, the last shot. Yeah. I thought the match was over. Yeah. And then Balor kicked out of like 2.9. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I- and and they made a they made a note that nobody, nobody has ever kicked out of the coup de gras. About, uh, Cole Lesnar did yes Le- yeah Lesnar well, Lesnar did, did no Lesnar but- did not Lesnar Lesnar didn't kick out he rolled it into a, a into a Kimura Kimura so he didn't necessarily kick out he just got he just trans uh, he, he just transferred transferred it he uh, uh, transitioned reversed it. yes reversed it um but the nineteen sixteen off the top rope dude yeah what a spot he didn't get him as vertical as he typically gets everybody but it doesn't matter you're hitting that from the top rope that is a Match that's a match ender. Yeah, every time, which every it time. was. And one, two, three, you have your new NXT champion. I think it is the right move. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've been saying Balor should have the belt. You know, regardless. So the perfect so, situation is he doesn't have the belt. Karrion Cross has the belt, and Karrion Cross is just running people over until yes. somebody gets there. Yes. That's the perfect situation. Yeah. The right situation for right now is you give it to Balor, you build to Kushida, you build to Dream. And then maybe Cross is healthy at that time. Yeah. So what my thought is, is if you give the belt back to Cole, that is basically spitting on Keith Lee's run. Because that's basically saying Keith Lee was a transitional champion for Cole to just get the belt back. Yeah. Because technically he wouldn't have been because Cross took the belt off. But technically he held it for less than 24 hours. Or 48 hours. No. Who? 
Cross? Cross. It was like, it was Sat- less than a Sat- week. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday and Wednesday. Wednesday. It was I was thinking Monday. I was thinking when uh, Battle won lost. the Universal. Oh my yeah. god. That was anyway. so heartbreaking. Next segment was our boy Robert Stone showing, I think it, uh, I don't remember who it was, Char- uh, Charlie or, I'm not sure. It was one of the backstage uh, reporters. Yeah, yeah. Um, Showing them that the, he knows where Shotzi's tank is, and he pulls out like a like a pipe or a bat or something to destroy it, and Shotzi just pops up like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And Rob's like, "Oh, nothing." And then she kind of like backs him into a curtain where he knocks over, or no, Aaliyah comes out and they start brawling, and then Shotzi throws Aaliyah into a curtain where Eo is doing a photo shoot, yep. and they all just kind of brawl out into the ring. And Shotzi and EO almost team up against Aaliyah and Robert Stone. And Shotzi does a senton onto Aaliyah. EO does her moonsault onto Robert Stone. And then Shotzi picks up EO's belt and, like, goes to hand it to her and then pulls it back. And holds it up. And that sets up next week's match. I'm interested in this. It's going to be a really good match. It's going to be a good match. Um, No way Shotzi goes over. Oh, I mean, there's no. absolutely no, no fathomable way. But it's going to be a good match, and it's good to see Shotzi in up top like yeah. that. I mean, she's a she's a she's a great worker. Yeah, she's a great worker. She's, she's a, so much fun. She's a great professional wrestler. Yeah, you know what I mean. She gets it. She gets that you're just supposed to have fun out there with your character. Yeah, I mean, she's got her green hair. Um, if you ever watched her Instagram Live video of when WWE let her take over Instagram Live for, yeah, for a day, fun. it was amazing. I think it was right before TakeOver Portland. In Your House. Uh, it might have been In Your House. Dude, yeah, I think it was In Your House. She was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I love it. She understands the elements that come into being a professional wrestler. It's not only what you do in the ring. It's a character that you create outside the ring. There's only one other person, I think, who makes a better character outside the ring. Rick Bukes. Get that man on TV. Yeah. Don't just stick him in the crowd. Don't just stick him in the crowd. Get him on TV. So the next segment was, in my opinion, it was a good idea, but execution was not there. Are we talking about... Uh, the Candice LeRae, yeah. Johnny Gargano. and yeah. The reason I say that is not because of the execution, the acting of the characters. It was because the sound editing was off. The camera work was off. It was like they almost shot it in an hour worth window. They're like, okay, you got an hour to do this. Get it done. Yeah. Like, there was no room tone, no room sound caught at all. Um, cameras were going in and out of focus. I'm not going to lie. You could have gotten this segment done with two good promos in the ring. Yes. You didn't need that. You didn't need you all didn't this. You didn't need to build the Gargano and, household and again. The thing, and the thing is, is you could have, you, she could have still dropped that F-bomb yeah. on Candice yeah. in the ring somehow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't have to be a food fight. No. I mean, what is it with WWE thinking food's funny? You it's had, not. You had the lunchbox situation last week on SmackDown. What? So the only funny anything to do with food in the last five years oh, okay. is um, the pancake stuff and the bootio stuff. Okay. I'll give you that. I think the best food thing ever milk was- Milk truck. Oh, definitely the milk truck. Kurt Angle's milk truck is the yeah. greatest food thing Oh, without, an, without ever. any and doubt. The, and, the, and the problem is Vince keeps chasing it. He's like, I got to make one better. And every time he does it, it's not as good. Yeah. It's not as good. But like every time someone gets a cake slapped and- mashed in their face yeah. the food fight during catering during money in the bank that was not, no need for that yeah um next segment was Velveteen Dream versus Ashanti Adonis Dream goes over of course yeah um after that 
um, homeboy Kushida comes out and absolutely attacks Dream. Yes. Like, demolishes him. Boy, it's, it's funny because... I'm trying to think. I think last week when we were talking NXT, there was a name that popped up that we hadn't talked about in a while. Kushida. Kushida. Because he's been hurt. Well, he's been written off TV by Dream. Yes. Uh, so he comes back and gets his... Uh... Gets his revenge. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you something right now. I don't want Dream to go over in this. I don't. No. Kushida needs to go over. There's, there's, there's reasons in the ring for it. Yes. But then there's also things that Dream has done outside the ring that warrant that he should not be put over a talent like Kushida. Yeah. Okay. Dream's young. I understand it. Whatever he's done outside the ring is pretty immoral. Big mistakes. Um, WWE should not promote a wrestler like that. Yeah. You know, obviously everything is hearsay until proven guilty, blah, blah, blah. But Kushida has stood really on the back burner since they brought him in with his whole time splitters gimmick and stuff like that. Get him a chance and let him go after someone like Cole. And then, like, let him go through Dream. Then let him go through Cole. Get a number one contendership spot. Mm-hmm. And let him go after Bala. Yep. I think that I think I think him and Bala would have unbelievable chemistry. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable chemistry. I'm pretty sure they probably had a match in Japan. Probably. They probably have had at least one. Yeah. Yeah. Next match, or, well, we had a backstage segment. Uh, it was almost a cutting promo for promo uh, between... Um, uh, Brizango and Imperium building for their title rematch next week. Um, next in ring segment was Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory. Bronson Reed, basically, I say basically because Austin Theory got a little bit of offense in, but he basically squashed Austin Theory. Yeah, which is what needed to be done. Well, because size. Yes, like Theory has no way of taking it. Like Theory has no way of dealing with that size well, without a sneak attack. Well, let's let's wait here. Because size doesn't matter about the next match. <laughs> because Roderick Strong pinned Killian Dane. All right, but the thing is, is, that is who Dane is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, since Dane's been the, the Belfast Brawler, since he's been in the WWE, he's never been given that opportunity to be the big man, the Belfast Brawler. Yeah. There were moments in this match, and I feel like they're kind of turning that, turning a little bit with it by getting him. With um, Drake Maverick and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, turning him almost gonna, to a face character. They're going to have that tag team match between Roddy and, and Bobby and Bobby Fish versus Drake and Killian. Yes. Um, so I think that I think they're turning a little bit with it. Um, but the thing is, is, there's a big difference, okay, between Bronson Reed and Austin Theory and Killian Dane and Roderick Strong. First, Austin Theory is very green. Yes. Yeah. Bronson Reed's green. But when you're green with size versus green with no size, green with size is going to win every time. Yeah. Where Killian Dane and, and Roger Strong, Strong they're are both, both very seasoned. seasoned. And Roger Strong is the messiah of the backbreaker. Yeah. And he's going to be able to put Killian He put him Dane down with a jumping knee after a distraction by Strong. Or yeah. not Strong, by Fish. Fish, exactly. So there's going to be moments in which like, uh, Strong would take advantage of Dane by getting him into... You know, a jumping knee situation or a, a quick backbreaker. You know what I mean? That's just what yeah. Strong does. So, um, overall, both segments worked well. Yeah. I want I want to see uh, a little bit more of a push um, for Dane. I'd like to see Dane and Maverick maybe go over in yeah. the next match. I don't know if it will happen, but I, I'd like to see Dane get more of a push. Yeah. Uh, next segment, next match, final match, uh, main event segment was the Battle of the Badasses, which this was a great match. This was um, the thing that was shocking in this was 
the way that they were building it was almost as if Martinez was going to go over. Yeah. And she didn't. Yeah. Rio, um, Rio won this match. And I think she's finally done with the Robert Stone brand. I think this was the blow the off. coup de gras for the Robert Stone, Robert Stone brand Rhea Ripley stuff. I hope. Any chance Rhea finds her way to Maine soon? Or is she going to have another feud in NXT with Io Shirai? No, she won't. She won't feud with Io? No, I think that's done. I think that ship sailed. Okay. I think they've been just giving her some busy work with the Robert Stone stuff. She may have something else that happens. You know, I mean, she's still not done with Tegan. Um, yeah, she might have another match with Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, she's not done with Raquel Gonzalez. She's not done with uh, Dakota Kai. So I see something along the lines of that stuff happening. I don't see... Um, I really don't see her um, staying with NXT for much longer to go into a championship feud with EO. EO I think yeah. they're building some other stuff with EO. I, yeah. You know, you got the Chassis Blackheart stuff. Obviously, you got Tegan Knox. You got Candice LeRae. Um, I have a hard... You still miss, I have a high it, case feeling that Candice is going to be the next y- champion. You still have Mia Yim. Yeah. Technically, you Technically, still have Mia. We'll see what happens tonight on SmackDown. So... Um, I mean, overall, I was I was very satisfied. Like I said, with SmackDown, SmackDown, um, with uh, NXT. NXT has always been top notch in my eyes. Yeah, they, they always do such a great job. Um, now we get to Wednesday. Yeah, because this Dynamite. was Super Tuesday too. Yep. Now we get to AEW Dynamite. Um, starts off. <laughs> I think every Dynamite starts off the same way. Jurassic Express. Uh, either Jurassic Express or Lucha Bros or. Young Bucks and Lucha Bros, or Young Bucks and Jurassic Express, Jurassic, it's or it's always, a or it's an eight man tag, tag or something. Or, it's always tag team matches, and I have no problem with it. It's their best division. It's their best division by yeah. far. Showcase it. Showcase, 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 showcase every time. So I have no problem whatsoever about them putting it to start the card. Yeah, and obviously everything works. I mean, Jungle Boy and Phoenix have great chemistry. Um, Luchasaurus is Luchasaurus extremely is agile, unbelievable for a big man for the size of him. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. That's why they call um, him Luchasaurus. This this match never stopped. Like no. this match was just go 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 go. It's no, unbelievable. Um, the thing that was surprising is Jungle Boy scored the pinfall for his team. I know he got the pinfall. That's incredible. Wasn't over Phoenix. Um, or is it Pentagon? Jungle Boy top rope. We're uh, going through notes right now. Yeah, I'm going through my notes. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. I didn't write it down. I just know he he scored the pinfall. That it just says um, that there was a breakdown at the end of the match, and Jungle Boy gets the big upset win, which is awesome. Then obviously after the match, Phoenix and Penta uh, got into a fight, fought until Eddie Kingston interrupted. Um, the Lucha Bros. Um, he was there when Pac wasn't, you know, so this is kind of trying to break up the whole yeah, um, dynamic between... Uh, the death triangle or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, basically it is. Um, good overall good overall segment. I mean, I love, I, I absolutely love that Jungle Boy got this pinfall. It's huge. Yeah. Um, following this segment, Matt Hardy comes out and he addresses uh, the AEW universe. He, you know, assured everybody he's 100%. He's recovering. Um before he spoke about his family, uh, he pledges that he will be getting healed up and get cleared and focus on winning AEW gold. He wants that belt. I think so. I think so. I think before his tenure in NXT or AEW is done, he will probably hold the TNT title. At least. It should be. 
I yeah. mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I just, again, it took it out of me when he, when he took that bump. It's good that he addressed everybody and he's promising that he's going to be 100% before he steps back in the ring. And I think that has a lot to do with his wife. I think his wife was really mad yeah. that he continued that match. Yeah. So, and she was in the crowd. Um, you know, she applauded. She was in the crowd with their children and stuff like that. So, Maxwell Wolfgang and their newest child. I don't know their last child's name. All I know is that it's important that he's he- he's healthy and in the near future he will be back in the ring. But yeah. Again, <clears throat> healthy. That's yeah. The key. He's got to be healthy. Yeah. Okay. Next segment was uh, Orange Cassidy versus Angelico, uh, joined by Jack Evans, Hybrid 2. Um, good match. Angelico uh, opened out the match with a bunch of uh, submissions that he had learned in Mexico. Um, Cassidy, he kind of gets a, a a break when he misses a corner splash. Um, he soars off the top rope with a corner, uh, with a cross body, hits him with the orange punch for the win. Um, after the match, Santana and Ortiz XLAX come out and attack Cassidy, and then best, best friends, friends. Uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor um, come out, and that sets up their parking lot showdown next week. I guarantee Chuck's mom's going to show up, or Trent, <laughs> whomever's mom that is, is going to show up in a new car, and that's how that match is going to turn. That's awesome. That's how it's going to happen. I, and this is good for Cassidy. Two wins in a row. Yeah. Two wins in a row. Yeah. Two big wins, too. You know what I mean? Nothing against Angeli- Angelico. Yeah. But that's a big win for Cassidy. Yeah. And the returning Angelico. Yep. And he's got the win over Jericho in the Mimosa match. Yeah. So, um, this up- was awesome. We did not talk about this from AE- from All Out. No. He- Kip Sabian had a segment on All Out talking about how he's going to introduce his best man for his uh, wedding. For his wedding with Pen- Penelope, Penelope Ford. Ford. It's Miro. It is. We've been talking that Toby Miro, oh, he's done with wrestling for now. He's doing his Twitch stuff. No, he's showing up in these phenomenal pants. His pants Dude, his are incredible. Hair. His blonde hair. Oh my. Which he did that. It's been on his Instagram with him and Lana. They both dyed their hair at the same time. Oh, my God. Um, And he says, my name is Miro, and I am all elite. <laughs> because Miro is great. Oh, he is. He is. He was never utilized. How's this? WWE did not know what to do with him. Until the Russo Day stuff. No. No, 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 no. Once he lost his undefeated streak to Cena, they didn't know what to do with him at that point. Yeah. They okay. should have just let him keep going. Just let him run through every. He was the Bulgarian brute. He came out in on WrestleMania a tank. To, on a tank. Yeah. Okay? All right. The only other person who's going to do that in the lifetime of WrestleMania will be Shotzi Blackhawk. Oh, yeah. She will come out in yeah. a tank, albeit a very tiny tank, and she may do that at Royal Rumble next year. <laughs> I don't know. <gasps> I would love that. So, Didn't she do that this year, though? I don't remember if she came out in the tank. I don't know. We'll have to look it up and talk about it on uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, but next match was a no-DQ tag match between Janela and Kiss against Jericho and Hager, which, of course, you figured that the um, inner circle was going to go over in this match. Um, Kiss, I believe, eats the pin from uh, Hager. And essentially that Jericho and Hager now have their sights set for FTR's tag belts. Which, out of all in the inner circle, shouldn't be those two. It shouldn't. Because it should be XLAX going for the tag belts. should be Guevara going for the TNT. Jericho going for the main belt. And Hager going for the FTW title. Well, 
at the end of the day, the FTW title is not technically real, but it eventually will probably become real. Well, at the end of the day, too, this is maybe how you start creating some tension within the inner circle. Now, remember, they don't they don't control AEW anymore like it used to be. Yeah, they don't control it at all. Yeah. So, um, so basically, next few segments were promos where Moxley comes out, discusses his match with MJF, and said he admits that things are not getting easier for him uh, as AEW World Champion, nor should they. And he basically says, Lance Archer, bring it on. Yes. Um, up next was FTR cutting their promo, celebrating their new just, tag team championship. And they run down everybody in the Oh, yeah. They run down everybody. Um, they don't care. They run down the Gun Club, Jurassic Express. Um, but they re- uh, they revealed that they're facing Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus next week in a non-title bout. So, basically, what happened was that the winner of the first match this Tonight, tonight was going to set up for a match against the tag team champions. Yeah. For non- non-title, obviously, but still, it sets up a match. So, um, I'm interested to see Luchasaurus in the same ring as those two guys. Yeah. But, smart money. Being smart. You know that um, FTR, Dax, and Cash are just going to basically go after Jungle Boy in this match. Yeah. Smaller guy, going to wear him down. That's, that, that'd be the smartest thing to do, especially with Tully Blanchard in their corner. Come on. Yeah. Uh, next match was Tay between Tanera Conti, Tay Conti, uh, now signed with All Elite Wrestling um, after being released on Black Wednesday, um, against Nyla Rose, uh, joined by Vicky Guerrero. <sighs> um, this was essentially just a destruction of Tay Conti. Pretty which, much. Unfortunate for her, she's great in the ring, but you know you're facing Nyla Rose. You're facing the 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 beast Nyla Rose. You're not gonna win that match. No, no, but. especially uh, especially uh, Tanera Conti. Yeah, it's not, it's not fair. I mean, I would have loved to have seen her get a little bit more um, in WWE, but yeah. it just didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Next match, uh, main event segment was Mr. Brody Lee against Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Lee goes over Rhodes here and calls out Cody. Tells Cody, come home, Cody. Which, is that him saying, Cody, come join the Dark Order? No. No. He's just telling him to come home because he's just going to continue to tear this building down Yeah, every week. He doesn't care. Yeah, because Cody's now part of that new uh, reality TV show on TBS. Oh my god! There's a it's it's another um it's almost like a America's Got Talent, but it's for only like epic stunts and all that. There's no singing, no dancing, nothing like that. It's all like death uh, death defying stunts, knife throwing. Uh, Why? Because what? Well, money? What? Because the Kardashians have finally ended their run. Yes. Now you just got to plug in other crap. Yes. Because oh my god, two of the big name uh, judges are Cody and Snoop Dogg, and it's hurt. Uh, it's hosted by Burt Kreischer. <laughs> so wait, how does this work? You got Cody from AEW. Yes. And then you got Snoop Dogg, who's WWE niece, Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, and his niece is Sasha Banks, who does an entrance song for now. Yeah. I. I Man, can I not wrap my head around some of the nonsense in this world? Okay. Yes. But that basically finishes this episode off. Um, if you guys have enjoyed it, definitely leave a like, comment, subscribe down below. Also, let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns on our personal and or our business accounts at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That basically finishes this episode off. Uh, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. 
And we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.